that always happen that's <laughs> me turning up the volume <laughs> oh my god do you know how long I have wondered what that is <laughs> that's me realizing that I always have my phone on silent and the lowest volume <laughs> setting and then I get to a recording and I'm like I can't hear anything <laughs> oh my god I had so many theories I had like full-on like conspiracy theories about what that sound was i was like people are listening in our cats are listening in that's the cat picking up the other line i did not know oh my god mystery solved i feel feel a little let down now that i know (laughs) oh my god that's so funny okay great well good to know (laughs) it is funny because sometimes it happens like in between us talking so sometimes I've edited them out and other times I just have left them like it's just been a part of it so well if anyone's heard aggressive clicking (laughs) (laughs) this one was definitely the most aggressive I would say today was a pretty aggressive volume (laughs) raise on your part (laughs) this was probably the first time that it was on like one bar so yeah, it was to... more clicks than usual, too. <laughs> Amp it up. It's not even full. There we go. Now, <laughs> now it's full volume. <laughs> oh, you're just doing that to show off now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Captivity, our uh, phone noises ASMR podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I had the best idea for a cat ASMR video because there's <laughs> so I give Chuni dental treats sometimes oh because you and... don't want him to lose his teeth like your other two cats I don't want him to lose his teeth poor Chuni and poor poor all my other cats no but um there's there's one treat in particular that every time he crunches it I'm like oh this would be a good ASMR video <laughs> <laughs> I mean we should maybe do that I'm just saying yeah with some cat purrs and some treat crunching. <laughs> treat crunching. Yeah, we have had some good purrs. We've definitely gotten some good purrs on yeah, on yeah. recording. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, hello and welcome, everyone, to actually a cat mystery podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we have a special treat for you today because in between our um, books... That we've been reading. We just finished uh, Coco's origin story, The Cat Who Could Read Backwards. Yes, which we fumbled our way through. (laughs) We did. There were parts that were great and parts that were a little womp womp-ish. Well, also, we just did not have our lives together throughout this entire (laughs) book. (laughs) That's true, but I wouldn't wouldn't put it out there that we have our lives together now, so... No, but we had our lives extra not together. I mean, that's a fair point. It's a very fair point. Um, but yeah, it's like a little intermission treat for you guys before we move on to our next uh, book. We thought, so Julia gave me this truly excellent book for my birthday, Ghost Cats of the South. Woo, ghost cats. Ghost cats. Ghost cats. Who are you going to call? Ghost cats. I don't know. I was trying to do a thing and then it turned into another thing. And I just don't know anymore. Um, it's by Randy Russell. It's really great. I read two stories today. Oh. I was going to read one and then it was so short and it was really sad. So I was like, maybe I should oh. get one that's like a little bit happier. <laughs> oh. So I read one that's still kind of sad, but it's also it has a little twisty twist to it. So, mm, OK, yeah, I would I, I guess I didn't really think about that. But if you're talking about ghost cats they are cats that have passed and are probably all pretty sad you know I actually thought that as soon as I started trying to pick a story I was like oh fuck this the all of these are going to start with a cat dying yeah <laughs> I was like, <laughs> also, I'm sure some of them are from old age well that's true no some of them are actually really old and actually to be honest the first story 
doesn't exactly actually this was one of my points of contention because well I'll let I'll get there but there was a point where like it didn't quite go into when the cat died there were other deaths but it didn't go into when the cat died but then it talked about the cat ghost too and I was like but you didn't tell me when the cat died maybe they just don't know that's my theory is that maybe the cat just died of old age but um but yeah guys this book is great I also realized, I mentioned it in the last episode when Julie and I opened our, our gifts to each other, but there is also, so since John and I have gone back and re-listened to the uh, Ghost Cats of the South last podcast on the left episode, oh. and that is a great episode if you guys want to, it doesn't actually go really into, so what they did was, so Ghost Cats of the South, this book by Randy Russell, is there is all fictionalized versions of stories that he's been told by people so he's like a he calls himself a ghostologist um in the south which i think is just delightful and uh so he takes these accounts that he has supposedly heard around and has researched and looked into with his wife apparently they like work together which is super cute um and then he has like retold the stories in like fiction form and what last podcast did is they you know looked into the actual stories that were underneath the you know the like lore and the the mythologies underneath these stories yeah we're not gonna do that no no there's no no uh reality check here for (laughs) (laughs) we are sticking to it (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah so i'm excited so julia doesn't know these stories yet so i am telling you i don't you don't. Well, unless you read them behind my back. No, I don't. I How don't. dare you? <laughs> I do not know these stories. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good. Our, uh, our yeah. format today holds true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I don't know. Is there anything else? I feel like maybe before I start, you should give people an update on your at least one now toothless cat. <gasps> oh, my cats. Actually, it <laughs> so I thought for sure Mushu was going to be like, so Mushu had his his dental appointment i thought for sure he was going to be somewhat toothless but they only ended up pulling two teeth (gasps) oh my god that's so great so they pulled two they cleaned the rest of them i'm like i'm trying to decide whether i'm mad or not that they didn't pull his canines because (laughs) they didn't which like is good he still has his canines but they were also like maybe we should have maybe we shouldn't have we don't know and i'm like great so i'm gonna get another like thousand dollar bill later on when he has to have them pulled when he could have just had them pulled anyway right so i'm like trying to decide whether or not i'm like a little cranky about that but for now i'm Mm -hmm. glad that he has as many teeth as he has and hopefully (laughs) if i start maybe brushing them and feeding him more crunchies then he can keep the ones that he still has now that they're all nice and tidy and cleaned deep cleaned from dentist from vet dentist vet dentist (laughs) vet dentist cleanings (laughs) oh vet dentist so yeah so mushu's all set with his dental work um Ari's next I am very unclear at so I didn't I was not the one <laughs> communication in the, our family is like a little <laughs> wonky sometimes <laughs> so I was not the one to personally take Ari to the vet and get um a description of what she needs I saw like the bill estimate mm-hmm. of like what the vet recommended so I had my own idea based on what I saw on the estimate. But then like what I'm hearing from our mom, who's going to make the appointment is something mm-hmm. completely different. And I'm oh. like, okay, but like, make sure that you ask them what they're going to do. And then like, tell me before it happens, because yeah. I don't want to be like surprised that, you know, you're telling me she's going in for cleaning and all of a sudden she's like a totally toothless cat. Oh, is it, it's that different between like, just a cleaning versus actually yeah. taking teeth out yeah so I think mom got the impression that Ari just needed a cleaning but oh. I got the from looking at the bill it looks like she needed more work than Mushu did and I kind of got oh. the impression based on previous vet visits that they were <clears throat> thinking because of her immune con- di- disorder mm-hmm. um, and her genetic condition that it's not really something that's like 
I mean, it's definitely not solvable, but it's not even like really something that's like super maintainable. And so I kind of got the impression that it would eventually go to her losing all of her teeth. And like, maybe that would be now, maybe that would be later. But like, I want to know whether it's now or later before it happens. Sure. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about that one. That's still a little bit up in the air, but the appointment's not even made yet. So we're still going to have time to talk to the vet and figure out what she actually needs before that happens. Oh, okay. That's good. So that hasn't even kind of really come up yet. No. The appointment that is. Okay. Yeah. I figured one at a time. I was going to try to get them both done at the same time, but mom was like, um, that's kind of a hefty bill. Like, I know you have it in your savings, but like maybe spread it out. Right. And also that's a lot of like caring for toothless, potentially toothless cats. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm the worst pet owner ever right now. I'm like totally leaving that up to, to mom. <laughs> well, I get maybe. That's I don't like even why... have Mushu back yet, but that's because he needs a follow-up appointment, which I can't really do because the vet's in Virginia and I'm right. in Baltimore. So it would just be a lot of like, I mean, I would have had to take off work and gone back and forth and don't really want to shuttle my poor decrepit toothless cat <laughs> around and subject him to long car rides while he's healing yeah poor guys so yeah poor little guys has Aww. to wear a cone oh he's got a cone he's Aww. got a cone but buddy <laughs> but apparently he's eating and seems to be doing fine and eats wet food eats dry food even crunched through some treats so he can't be Aww. suffering that badly oh okay well that's good that's good to know yeah. So, yeah, keep us updated on your uh, Toothless Cat toothless cat <laughs> saga. <laughs> toothless Cats, yeah. And I did, I'm, like, starting to worry about Chuni, too, because I know he has the same condition as Ari. Oh, does he really? I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's not quite as bad. Her gums are, like, real bad. You can tell they're, like, very red all the time. Chunis are, like, I mean, they're, like, reddish, but they're, like, more just like a little bit pink you can tell there's like pink rings around all of his teeth mm. but Ari's are just like red everywhere oh uh, yeah so poor poor Ari has it worse Chuni has it a little bit but I'm starting to worry about his teeth now too because I'm like oh god I'm gonna have all toothless cats. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah you're really is that an Albanian cat thing like how did they both end up with the same I know Mushu's is just like age, but yeah, Mushu's is just age, and I don't know if we've ever had a cat with this condition before. But all I mean, the vets here diagnosed it, and apparently, I mean, they like pulled up the gums and are like, "Oh yeah, I like a meat can immediately diagnose this because it's huh. so common." Oh wow! So I think it's just a thing that some cats have. It's like they're yeah, it's just a genetic condition, and from what I gather it's like their immune system is reacting to the tartar that builds up on their teeth oh that's right you have okay yeah you have described that before so it's just kind of like a an autoimmune condition that they just have to live with yeah so i don't know i mean i would assume that ari and shuni probably share share some bloodline in there i mean they're both from the same neighborhood in right so that's a good point oh that's interesting yeah they're probably somewhat inbred and cousins (laughs) distant cousins of of some sort i mean chini's teeth don't even fit in his mouth so he's not (laughs) (laughs) that is true (laughs) not from a strong stock (laughs) oh <laughs> Poor little wonky guys. He's a little wonky. He's also a little <laughs> dumb. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, on that note, do you want to hear uh, a pretty sad and but maybe? I mean, it's a story about the cat is pretty smart in this story. Oh, all right, yeah. to be honest, <laughs> but it is a little sad. No. Okay. Okay. As long as everyone's ready. <laughs> no is this like trigger warning type sad (laughs) no no I don't think so it's I mean it's really similar to a lot of like you know sort of true crime ghost stories you hear that are you know just like very like obviously fucked up shit had to happen to like create the thing that is like fascinating in hindsight Mm. so um this one is actually a little bit like 
it's okay this i should just stop building the story up and just tell it because it's probably gonna let everyone down now so (laughs) this story is from so i thought because i was in florida so i'm in florida right now with and that's why we drink tour and um so i saw that there was a florida ghost cats story so i thought i would go with that yeah um so the first one it takes place in saint augustine which we actually weren't weren't in but it was the only florida story so i was like all right doing it (laughs) um and it is called rose perfume the sexy ghost cat story okay yeah this is actually a very romantic like (laughs) full of like don't worry not with a cat but it's like very romeo and juliet-esque because interesting i'm intrigued at how a cat fits into this (laughs) i'm sure i know i kind of was too because it definitely starts like in a similar way of like so in the what is it the uh castillo de san marcos which is a 25 acre park in saint augustine and i think by park they actually mean like it was like a fort like from the you know 17 1800s where Let's see if I can get this right. The Spanish came and like set up the fort at Castillo de San Marcos. And then they were like, we now own the new world. And like everyone else, like the English and the like Portuguese, I think, too. Like basically a bunch of other people were like, no, you don't. So they were like, they were there were like a bunch of like battles that happened around that fort. But I don't think the fort, I think it said the fort was never itself taken over so that area was always technically held by the spanish except then obviously like the british it so i don't know it was it didn't really go into the further details of like and then here's how it became america because i guess they were just like whatever bye so (laughs) (laughs) so it happens in this fort around the time that the fort was like active and a thing um that there was a colonel a spanish colonel that was sent from spain to go to the fort and like man the fort and keep it from falling to the those terrible british or portuguese or whoever else i think it it definitely said british and then there was one other i think it might have been portuguese anyway i don't remember but (laughs) so this old colonel comes over oh maybe the french oh it might have been the french you're because they have louisiana Yep, yep. No, you're probably right because they're in that same area. Yeah, I mean maybe Portuguese too. I don't know. No, you're. I you're probably right. You're. I. I. That just like popped into my brain. Like sixteen year old me was back in there being like, "You learned this in American history. Why are you using this? You dumb dumb." <laughs> or yourself from like when you lived in New Orleans was like, <laughs> "Hey, hey, listen to me. <laughs> you know this." <laughs> So this colonel came over from Spain and he was kind of an old fuddy-duddy colonel guy that was given a bride. Always love that. Um, what kind of bride? Like a like a young a- lol person who was clearly should have been living her own life, but because of the time was, you know, made to be married to and probably sleep with and not have a great life with this like much older man gross yes but she so basically the way they described it was that he this colonel was like they didn't really go into detail about like him being too terrible they just was like he just didn't have time for her she was just like a trophy wife basically and so that's not the day i probably would have taken that and like ignore me i'll just like live my own life right isn't it terrible that like the best case scenario is just to be ignored like (laughs) just let me live my own damn life which it sounded like she did because she even in spain had a cat that she, like, oh. brought over to um, Florida with her to the yeah. St. Augustine Fort. And she, like, carried him herself, like, in yeah. her arms and, like, took him on the boat. And apparently everything, like, they were okay with the, like, going over across the ocean. Um, but then when they got there, she also sounded like she was living a great life because she fell in love with a much younger man. And they started having a little tristy tryst. Oh, and... wait a second. What's, what's the age range here? So the old guy is like in his like 50s, 60s. She's in her like 30s. Younger no. guy is I'm a teenager. Guessing. I'm guessing. Yeah, because that time frame, I mean, it didn't really say it didn't really go into it. But I'm guessing it's like the, you know, he's 50. She's like 15 type situation. No. Ew. I know. 
worse. But worse he, than I imagined. I know. I think it is probably bad. But it, again, it didn't specify that, so I could just be reading into that. Mm. Um, I'm always ready to assume the worst in <laughs> those kinds of yeah. dynamics. I mean, I am too, but how much younger can her guy be if she's 15? Oh, sorry. No, I meant younger than the than the old guy. Like oh, her okay. age. No, so no. she fell in love with an age appropriate. <laughs> yes. So yes. An sorry. age appropriate love. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yes, she fell in love with someone who was her her age peer. Is yeah. that a thing? <laughs> I think you can just say peer. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so he was like a younger military man oh. in the Spanish army at the fort. And they were discovered. They had some fun times, apparently, before they were discovered. But then they were discovered. And oh. that's when it turns out that the colonel is, like, a really, truly terrible person. Because mm. he's like, oh, you fuck around on me? You are defiled. You are going to die. Mm. So he chains her up in inside this, like, bricked-off room in the fort. Oh, no. And is like, you're just going to, I'm going to leave you here. And, like, close the door. And was like, oh. bye. Gross. Yeah. But he also decided that the guy had to die, too. And so he brought the guy. Right. Because why not? You're killing one person. You might as well kill two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So he chained up the guy and then, like, in the same room. Apparently, they were close enough that they could, like, kind of, like, hold hands or, like, touch a little bit. Mm -hmm. But not really. So he chained him up, too. But every day, someone would come in and ask the guy if he wanted to renounce his love, in which case they would save his life and then they would just send him back to Spain to be in prison in Spain, but he would live. Oh, well, that sounds like a terrible option also. Right. And like, like both terrible options. Right, exactly. It's like, I don't know that I would. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it seems like why yeah, I'm just going to like maybe slowly starve over the course of my life in a prison. Like, I don't yeah, know. Right. Also, he would have to like be in a prison for the rest of his life realizing that he is like living in a box while he abandoned like the love of his life right slowly starve to death alone no exactly and so that's they do say in the well in the fictionalized version of the story that like every day he was like nope nope like not gonna do it and so what started happening oh so there was this whole other um, point in the story that I totally forgot that was a uh, there's a pharmacist like an old timey pharmacist oh. that was helping so this is a little bit funny so the pharmacist was helping the the wife with this like so I guess he was giving her this rose perfume mm-hmm. to literally cut this is how I like know that they had sex or how they in the story like know that they had sex because she had this rose perfume to cover up the like quote unquote like I think it literally says like the smell of their physical love and I was like okay grow or you could just take a shower I That's guess you what, I was like, because it's like 1800s I know Florida. I feel like people just like didn't really take a ton of showers and so maybe it would like tip people off if they were taking smell, like, like showers <laughs> yeah exactly so this like literal pharmacist like made her a perfume to cover up that smell <laughs> So I'm so glad I don't live in the 1800s. I know, I know. That I sounds know. like a terrible part of life that I didn't even realize they had to deal with. <laughs> I know, right? I was like reading that and was like, whoa, this is, she like got a prescription for like a weird, yeah, it just felt like, right, like a weird loophole in history. Pres- prescription like, no. strength deodorant. <laughs> prescription strength, no sex smell. <laughs> Oh, God. So, okay. So, flash back forward to they're chained up, they're starving, and don't have any water in this, like, cell together. And uh, this pharmacist really liked the the wife. And so, he's like, uh, and so, enter, re-enter the cat because mm. he knew she had this cat. And the cat always had this, like, really big silver collar. Mm-hmm. And so, he started sending the cat with little tiny, like, hidden vials of water into the cell like he would bring the cat to the cell and then the cat was smart enough to be like oh my god I know that my person is behind like here somewhere 
And so then the, the pharmacist would distract the guards and mm-hmm. he would send the cat in and the cat would like scurry through the like whatever cracks there were and would go up to her. And so they, they like survived a lot longer than they would have because he was like sending them water and they were like, you know, because you can survive longer without water than you can food. Yeah. But. Yeah. I don't know if I, that's like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know I how know. I feel about that. I know. Cause like, it's so little you wanna, like prolong the suffering or would it have been better to just like send in the cat with like a loaded shotgun oh well wait just you wait oh okay (laughs) because (laughs) the next thing that happens so this happens i think twice that they get the water Mm -hmm. and like they're the like according to the like lore of the story is that the vial was sent back the first time with the water gone and a little note in it like scratched in like a little tiny apparently they had like I don't know, it was like on a cloth or something that they had like were able to scratch in a note and hide the note back in the vial that just said por favor mas meaning like more like more water mm-hmm. please. Yeah. But the second time so then he sent more water in and then the second time there was a scratched in note that just said poison please. Oh. So she was basically like there's no way out of this. If we could die quicker that'd be great. So yeah. I mean, I I feel that. I'm on right? Yeah. I know. It's like you die on your own terms, I guess, as opposed to a really slow, painful death, especially if it doesn't look like, you know, there's any way to escape, which I feel like because we watch so many, like, you know, there's just so many action movies around and it always seems like if you're in the, you know, dire situation, you can just escape. But like history is just basically full of people like murdering each other and there's just no way to escape. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I guess they could have asked for like a grenade that they could have launched out a crack and been like, I'm going to try to get out and gone down in like <laughs> flames and glory. But eh. <laughs> I mean, I also don't see how a cat could sneak a grenade <laughs> in on his collar. <laughs> Why not? St. Bernard's have little baskets that they carry around on their collars. <laughs> That's true, but I think the whole point was that the vial was so small that it fit under his collar, so no one could, like, see that there was any difference. Oh, gotcha. Because the cat was, like, sneaking around. They just were like, oh, cat, stupid. You know, like, yeah, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did, the cat did sneak the poison in, and the the couple, apparently, he took the vial, took the poison first, so that she wouldn't have to wait that doesn't make sense it said so that she wouldn't have to die alone but she would literally have to die alone oh because of the next thing so he took the poison first and then kissed her which makes it very romeo and juliet he so yeah. that they would die together so like they got it she got it off of his lips but that's probably not enough to kill her that's what i was kind of thinking too and even the amount like in a vial like basically what they were saying this was the point where i was like oh this is like mythology as opposed to like an actual maybe real story uh-huh. because they were saying that like the the poison was enough to kill someone even at the touch of a lip or like the touch of a like if it even touched you you would die and i was like i'm not sure anything works yeah. like that oh yeah i mean there are some pretty strong poisons out there but i don't i don't know i'm doubtful you're putting on your doubting cap <laughs> I'm doubting this story. I mean, it definitely, at this point especially, it turns a little bit more... I definitely felt that too, that it turns a little bit more, like, fanciful in the sense of, like, mythology and mm-hmm. um, lore as opposed to, you know, like, real of recounting of facts. But then the end... So this is my point where I got to, and then it kind of jumps to what the... Um, the, so the it does actually have so people who go there visitors who go there now tour guides will tell the story um they do both to both of the the couple died in the cell mm-hmm. and then it kind of skips to like the sightings of this cat so the couple is no like they're i mean as far as i know this is a book called ghost cats of the south there could be a whole <laughs> book called ghost couples of the south and it's all about the couple yeah but okay fair the, it really goes into the cat yeah ghost so the cat ghost is is very prevalent now in the um in that fort and especially it's like open to tours now and so people go and have tours and apparently they smell the rose perfume a lot they'll like smell that all around um and apparently there was like one room this to me i i should have looked up because this sounded kind of interesting it was like uh they were working on just like doing construction on the fort and um they broke through a wall and they realized that they 
it was when they actually found the room where they had been killed in mm-hmm. and it according to this they actually found two skeletons and when they broke through the wall the first thing they smelled was rose perfume um which they think is a little bit supernatural because that they, they're not sure that it would have I mean, I'm not sure they, this was kind of saying that it was like the room was sealed and the rose perfume had been in there the whole time. And I was like, no, I think that's more supernatural that like, you'd be smelling something that's so, I mean, unless the rose perfume had been like sealed up in a vial and when they broke through it broke also. Right. Or the room was so airtight that the room itself was like sealed off. Yeah. But then the cat wouldn't have been able to get in. Right. Unless they sealed them up after that. But yeah, exactly. The cat wouldn't be able to get in. There are holes in this story. I'm not <laughs> saying there's not. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, so the end part is basically that they people see this, this ghost cat. And that was my bone to pick with the story is that they ended the story. And then the literal last line here. Hang on. Let me pull up the last line because I was so mad. I was like, I'm not sure. Maybe you guys can help me understand what this means because... So, yeah, okay. So it talks about the ghost sightings, which it does sound kind of cool. Like, people will, it, the cat doesn't really mess with anyone. It just, like, people will see the cat off in the distance and they'll see the big, like, shiny collar. Mm-hmm. And then the cat will just kind of, like, turn tail and, like, round a corner and then it's gone. So, like, mm-hmm. that's the kind of, if I ever do encounter a ghost, which I kind of always am worried I'm about to, mm-hmm. which is my, like, standard just like living in my life i'm always like today's the day i see a ghost i'm pretty sure but i never do um but that would be like what i would want of just like oh yeah see a little cat ghost in the did i see that nope okay well maybe i did i don't know okay bye it's not it's not bothering me and i'm not bothering it that's great but yeah so it talks about that of like tour guide seeing it people seeing it and then at the end it kind of is doing like a recap and then it kind of goes through the san marcos cat is what this cat is called Mm-hmm. Um, and then it goes down to let's see the perfume is now a faint and airy memory of a bygone love and of the faithful cat that brought fair or that brought fate scarred lovers life when they required it so like aka the water mm-hmm. the same faithful faithful cat now a ghost carried to her mistress final drink when life but not love was brought to its end so like I was th- I thought that was implying that the cat somehow died and then turned into a ghost and was bringing her the poison. But I don't think that's actually what it meant. That would be weird if it didn't mention the cat dying at any point. <laughs> so maybe it just means that it like brought her the water and then it brought her the poison and now like even in death it continues to like try to bring oh. her stuff. Yes. No, sorry. I got over eager. Yes, you're totally right, actually. That I what why didn't I think that? Oh, because it was like 3 a.m. last night when I was reading this. <laughs> I was like, that's super easy. Why didn't I think of that last night? Oh, because I was sleep deprived. Um Yeah, no, that's actually that makes a really good point because they're probably exactly saying, right, that they're um that the cat is sticking around because he's maybe she sorry, cat. I'm so sorry. Um, she is probably perpetually bringing her mistress the poison right that's what you're saying yeah okay yeah just stuck on a loop maybe yeah which is a sad loop to be stuck on i mean a cat that's perpetually like oh i have to go help my my person like die with their lover yeah or maybe it's one of those things that like maybe the cat doesn't understand what i mean i feel like animals understand what death is but maybe it didn't understand that it was like bringing different things and so it was just like oh gotta keep bringing stuff like without realizing that it's dead and its owner is dead oh i see at first i was gonna say that's even sadder if the cat like didn't know when it was bringing the poison when the the wife died because then it was like it could have been like i'm helping i'm helping and then it wasn't yeah yeah i think there was no way it's probably kind of like those dogs that go like sit at the door to wait for their owner even though their owner's been dead for like six years you know which is like super tragic but it's probably one of those things where the ghost cat is like yep still still doing my loop that's true yeah probably just got stuck on its last last errand last mission oh 
or most important mission we don't know if i mean it could have lived on another like full life after well yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i kind of had this whole image of the cat like afterwards just being like a rogue like like leaving dead shit everywhere and like just being a total like wildcat around this fort that like no one could touch it it lived a good life and then you know but was like obviously sad that her person had died but was maybe like maybe raising a little hell with the terrible people that were apparently still at the fort yeah maybe just being a normal cat yeah true Um, yeah, so that was the first one. That was from St. Augustine, Florida. And then the second one, I know I got so excited when I read that, like, no smoking cat. When I was, like, reading the story titles. So I did read the no smoking cat story. Okay. Just a crazy one. So (laughs) this one is from Alexandria, Louisiana. Ooh, okay. I did that one for you because... You used to live in New Orleans, and I don't know where Alexandria is, but it sounded like Alexandria, Virginia, so. Yeah, I actually don't know where Alexandria, Louisiana is either. Okay, well, you know. In yeah, Louisiana. It's somewhere in Louisiana. Um, so, yeah, so this one is called No Smoking Cat, and it takes place a lot more recently, like, actually after um, Hurricane Katrina. Um, oh. This one is quite wild, I would say. <laughs> Um, in that the ending is kind of nuts. So let me see if I can like remember all of this. So it kind of starts out a little slow and then like a bunch of nuts so shit happens at the end. So there's this woman who works at a bar and she mm-hmm. is convinced that there's a ghost cat that lives in her, the house that she, she's just moved in with her aunt. Um, I think to take care of her aunt, her aunt is older. And so oh, okay. she, it start the story starts with her yeah what's her name Alyssa and she um works at a bar and is living with her aunt in Louisiana um so she's telling the story starts with her telling her bartender friend her other bartender friend she's convinced that there's a ghost cat that lives in her aunt's house Uh because she which I think is like a funny leap because she says that she feels the cat's whiskers tickling her lips Ew. Every night. She like wakes no, up to I it. I hate that. I know, me too. Me too. It, it's like worse than its lips. It's like if it were a cheek, like it'd be a little less creepy, but not much. But yeah, it's the lips that make it really bad. <laughs> yeah. And whiskers are like so jarring because Mushu does that to me. Yes. He'll get like right in my face and like wipe his whiskers all over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, all God. Over. And it's just like they're so tickly and pokey and like it's not a gentle feeling yeah i know so the theory behind this i think is really interesting too so Alyssa um is telling us this friend in the bar and the friend in the bar says oh yeah like i totally believe that all of the um after apparently this is after hurricane katrina and the person at the bar says well yeah there are a lot of animals that came uh, i guess uh, alexandria is north of um, new orleans Mm-hmm. And they're saying, you know, a lot of cats came up here after the um, after the hurricane. And so, like, why wouldn't ghost cats come up, too? They all know when bad weather's coming, so they'd get the fuck out of there, too. Which I thought was really interesting. <laughs> all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. But then um, Alyssa says, no, I don't think it's from the hurricane. I think it's a cat that... So, this gets sad. She thinks it's the cat that died with her uncle. So the story comes out that her she's living with her aunt now, helping take mm-hmm. care of her elderly aunt. Her uncle yeah. had died. Um, it doesn't say time frame wise, but had died previously to mm-hmm. this um, because he had, I think he had fallen asleep with a lit cigarette. Oh, and had ooh. burned part of the house down. Oh no! Yeah, and the cat had died with him. Oh, I poor know. cat! Oh, poor cat! And so from there, she's basically saying, like, I think it's that cat. I think it's that same cat that, like, seems to like me, you know, enough to come rub its whiskers on me at night. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a ghost cat because it's not real. But it is like this cat that was my uncle's cat. 
hmm. that died with him. Yeah. And that is kind of a, it's really sad. It is kind of like a violent enough death that maybe it would cause a cat to like be around longer in the same way that like, right. Bringing poison to your mistress would be, or to your like person would be maybe a dramatic enough thing to like cause the cat to stay too. So maybe it is kind of like, I mean, I guess ghosts are ghosts, right? So if it's like human ghosts stay around because of either unfinished business or a dramatic event, like cats probably would too. Yeah. I don't see why not. Right? I mean, it seems to follow. So the rest of so the rest of the story is basically just this one instance. Um, so it goes into this it kind of takes a turn into the fact that Alyssa is actually having an affair with a married man. Oh, okay, great. I know, which feels really random and not super fun. It's like Alyssa, why are you doing this to us? <laughs> So she, this guy, um, oh shoot, I forget his name, Gil, I think, as long as that's not the, yeah, Gil, Gil, okay. So Gil one night comes to um, Alyssa's bar, and it like, the story like kind of casually mentions that he's like hitting on other bartenders, but she still takes him home, and I'm like, no, this guy needs to not, no, Yeah, Alyssa, what are you doing? I know. So they go home together he's super super drunk they are in bed it's the middle of the night she's kind of, they're both kind of asleep he's kind of like passed out ish and um she gets up to go to the bathroom and he as she's leaving she he's a smoker and so she looks mm-hmm. at him and she's like you better not because previously he's tried to smoke in the house before i guess and so she says you better not smoke in here because my aunt will catch you because she's really uptight uh, rightly so about people smoking Mm. in her house now she's like you will get kicked out i will get kicked out like you just can't smoke here and but he's so drunk that as soon as she leaves the room he's like ha 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 i'm fucking smoking so he pulls a cigarette out starts to light it and he immediately let, let me see if I actually should pull up the like actual order of events because it is truly not so. So as soon as he lights the cigarette, he kind of in like a whoosh, the light goes out. So like the light pops above him, which is like your thing. I oh. immediately heard that and was like, oh my God, that's Julia. Go cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, guys, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you would have heard Julia's great-ass story about how lights pop when she walks around, like, street lamps. They don't pop. They just go out. Okay, well, I think it's more dramatic than that, but... (laughs) (laughs) Just showers of sparks all around me at all times. (laughs) And glass, like, you touch touch things and electricity just shoots out your fingertips. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly what happens. Julia is uh, basically Magneto, is what I'm saying. So... That's not Magneto's power. (laughs) Well, but he can because he... Oh, yeah, I guess he bends metal. But he makes a lot of... He's a magnet. He's not electric. (laughs) (laughs) All right, close enough. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. So, basically, as soon as he lights the cigarette, the light pops out. It's completely dark, except Mm -hmm. for the hallway that Alyssa has just left through. So, he's looking out the hallway, and he's like, uh, you know, that was creepy, but, like, keep smoking. Then, all of a sudden, he sees this, oh, God, it's so fucking creepy, this tall shadow figure with a a hat (gasps) come in the door. Like, and it's creepy, too, because it's backlit. So, like, I feel like you can like i feel like you hear those stories a lot when it's dark and like i just imagine i see shit all the time when i'm sleeping but i think mm-hmm. the idea that it's backlit is like extra creepy yeah because it's like you see it coming closer and all of a sudden it disappears when it gets into the room because it's so dark Oof. yeah so he sees this figure keep in mind wearing a hat so this uh-huh. figure is like slowly coming closer and closer to him reaches no. i know reaches the foot of the bed and so at this point, the the cigarette's kind of like hanging out of his mouth. Like it's, it, he's not really holding it anymore, but it's still like in mm-hmm. his mouth. As the creature, as the like shadow, the figure reaches the foot of his bed, the guy, Gil, realizes that it's not a hat. It's a cat that's on this guy's what? head. <laughs> so the ghost guy is wearing his hat. I mean, his cat. Yes, he's the ghost. <laughs> has a hat. <laughs> The cat, the no, the ghost guy is wearing, yes, the cat as his hat. <laughs> oh my 
god why <laughs> well maybe just for this moment because the cat jumps off of his head and then like kind of slowly walks up Gil's chest and with every step he's like the paws burn into Ooh. Gil's chest like like a cigarette burn like like fire Mm-hmm. And so he's like screaming, he's like writhing on the on the bed, he's like still looking at this horrifying shadow figure. And then literally he just bursts into flames and dies. <laughs> like, that, oh. That is sure. basically the end of the story is that Gil dies. Alyssa comes back in and like the bed and everything is like not like he, his his body isn't burned, like he doesn't look like he's died of so it like describes how he dies of like basically he like feels like he's on fire and he suffocates basically and then Mm -hmm. she comes back in and he looks just like he's asleep but she you know kind of realizes that something is off and so she shakes him and he's dead um and then it kind of goes into like well that was really inconvenient because now everyone knows that he was having an affair because like she called you know obviously Mm -hmm. had to call the ambulance Mm -hmm. whatever whatever unfortunate unfortunate but it does at the it does end with the fact that um the coroner as he was like examining the body discovered that gill so everyone it thinks that he has died of he has fallen asleep with the um cigarette lit in his mouth so mm-hmm. earlier in the story he was like doing this stupid ass trick where he was like turning his cigarette inside his mouth and ew yeah and being like look, 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 look what i can do and then like pulls it back out and it like still is lit um and so everyone thinks that he died basically doing that which is stupid <laughs> not stupid for people really to think stupid way to... It's stupid to do yeah a stupid way to die yeah but then Alyssa discovers that the coroner has actually found burnt paw prints burned into his chest Ooh. the whole way up and so she's like oh fuck that was the ghost cat that just was like with her uncle trying to protect her from this like asshole guy and also being like don't fucking smoke in this house because she probably would have died too like if well i don't we don't know that because if he did actually fall asleep it's kind of unclear like what happened in real life versus what happened like supernatural wise because Mm -hmm. he could have also it could have just been like a metaphor of being like oh no he did die with the like of suffocation with the cigarette in his mouth and this is what he saw or or the cat actually did kill him and like he did burn for a minute or he was about to burn the house down because a cigarette was like falling out of his mouth and Alyssa might have died too I think that maybe makes the most sense is that he was like smoking the cat came the uncle and the cat came and stopped him basically and like maybe turn the cigarette inside his mouth like he usually does to protect Alyssa and like kill I don't know I'm not really sure but either way yeah she like learned mm-hmm. that there were actual burnt paw prints on his chest and was like oh fuck that was the cat ghost good job cat ghost yeah so that's uh those are my my two ghost cat stories of the south yeah. nice yeah so, this book is ghost- super fun <laughs> <laughs> I say after yeah. I read two stories about death. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of fun. It's it's getting back into I mean, I know we're a cozy mystery series podcast, but it is kind of getting back into like what we wanted from the beginning. We wanted some like good solid like paranormal ghosty cat shit. Ghosty kitties. Ghosty kitties. That's what we wanted. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always on board for a good alien cat, too, because yeah. we all know that's what I have my personal beliefs. That's where your heart truly lies. That, that's, that's where <laughs> my heart truly lies in terms of paranormal cat shit. But, mm-hmm. like, ghost cats also very near and dear to the heart. It is true. We uh, we stand with a magnifying glass and put it up to any any paranormal cat, any any cat that is outside of the realm of our normal understanding of cats what am i saying i don't know what i'm saying i don't, I don't know either it sounded like you're gonna try to like push the new the new logo but <laughs> like i don't know we decided on that one i know i don't know what i'm saying i definitely just have magnifying glasses on the mind <laughs> was trying to make us a little log line but nope nope not happening <laughs> no. oh my 
Well, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed this little intermission. Um, we're actually going to do another poll. We've decided to um, do that and see what you guys want us to read next. Because as Julia pointed out, we are at a crossroads right now. Yeah, it's true. So we have we have a handful of options. Um, so number one, we have heard the origins of Coco. And now we have the option to hear about the origins of Yum Yum because they did not come about in the same book. Yep. So that one could be next. Um, We also, for anyone who's been listening for longer than like a month now, (laughs) I know (laughs) we did leave off at quite the cliffhanger before we read Coco's origin story. Um, Big Potato Mountain left off with Quillerin rushing back to moose county because polly is like potentially in the middle of getting kidnapped Woo! right now or he's in so, the in the middle of overreacting we're not sure or he's in the middle of overreacting we don't know but that was the cliffhanger and so we could go back to future quillerin and polly and their relationship and see what's happening um or we could uh take a little break from the cat who and explore some other mysteries other cat mysteries because we have a whole series by sneaky pie brown i know that, i'm just like dying to get into those that yeah we haven't even touched yet Hmm. yeah there's lots more uh cat detectives out there than we ever knew so we could dive into those uh yeah we could do we could do whatever we want you guys we could do it we together do <laughs> yeah we could hop all over this cat mystery genre we don't have to go in a straight line we can just you know i I don't have a way to finish that sentence (laughs) we could just you know we could just you know hop around and have a little fun and exactly and yeah we want you guys to be having fun with us so yeah we want to know what you think so look for that poll i'll put that up uh hopefully tomorrow and yeah let us know and uh yeah in the meantime Happy, uh, happy Sunday. Happy St. Pat. Well, actually, it's Sunday for us. Hopefully, I'll be getting yeah. this out tomorrow. Happy. Hope you had a good St. Patrick's Day and are recovering well. Um, yeah. And yeah, as always, pet your cats for us. Sleuth out the truth in any. Oh, God, I hear myself starting another scent. <laughs> ridiculous log line that I'm not going to even. All right. Well, everyone just have a good night. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.